Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Six people were shot and killed in a small San Joaquin Valley community early Monday morning. KVPR's Crescencio Rodriguez Delgado has the story. The Tulare County Sheriff described the shooting as a horrific massacre that took place at a home in the small community of Goshen, just off Highway 99. Deputies responded to the home just before 4 a.m. on Monday after 911 callers reported what they thought was an active shooter because of the number of gunshots that were heard. Instead, deputies found six people had been shot and killed, including a 17-year-old mother and her six-month-old baby. Two people were found outside the home and others inside. Sheriff Mike Boudreau told reporters the department was pouring all resources into investigating the crime. We believe we have at least two suspects uh, at this point. Uh, We also believe that this is not a random act of violence. We believe that this was a targeted uh, family. Deputies had served a search warrant at the home just last week. For the California Report, I'm Crescencio Rodriguez Delgado. With the brutal winter storms behind us, much of California is just starting to assess the amount of damage that they caused. President Joe Biden will get a first-hand look at that damage as he plans to travel to the Central Coast on Thursday. Although the exact details of his visit have not been released, the White House says the president will visit with first responders and state and local officials. He'll also survey recovery efforts to help assess what additional federal support is needed. On Sunday, President Biden declared a major disaster in Merced, Sacramento, and Santa Cruz counties, which means the federal government will provide assistance to those communities impacted by the winter storms. The rain and snow has stopped falling in Southern California, but as the region dries out, more wintry weather is on the way in the form of biting cold. Cold weather alerts are in effect in several counties, including the L.A. communities of Santa Clarita, Lancaster, and Woodland Hills, where temperatures are expected to dip below freezing in the early morning hours. Here's National Weather Service meteorologist Kristen Stewart. Some upper 30s are going to be common early morning across much of the area through much of the week, too. Strong winds at times will add to the cold. The below-average temperatures are especially concerning for unhoused residents. The L.A. County Homeless Services Authority is urging people to contact the agency and seek relief in a winter shelter. The cold front arrived on the heels of back-to-back storm systems during the three-day holiday weekend that dumped record amounts of rain and caused mudslides and flooding. In Orange County, a woman was hoisted to safety by a fire department helicopter after clinging to a tree in a rushing creek bed. 
And in the San Fernando Valley, nearly a dozen cars were crushed by a tree that fell in a shopping center parking lot. One person had to be rescued through their smashed windshield, but no serious injuries were reported. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. When the COVID pandemic hit in early 2020, local governments across the country passed eviction moratoriums to protect tenants from becoming homeless if they couldn't afford to pay their rents. As the pandemic eased, many of those COVID tenant protections have been eliminated. One place they still exist is Los Angeles, but maybe not for long. My California Report co-host Saul Gonzalez joins us to explain. Hey, Saul. Hey, Madi. So unless L.A. City Council takes action to extend them, COVID eviction protections for renters in Los Angeles will go away on February 1st. The end of those protections will allow landlords to start evicting tenants for months and even years of unpaid rent. Landlords could also start raising rents on hundreds of thousands of rent-controlled units in the city. As the deadline looms, tenant activists are fighting to keep the eviction protections in place, like at this rally that was held outside of L.A. City Hall last week. We're here to fight for housing, land, and tenant protections. If you're down for that, say At the rally, I talked to newly elected L.A. City Councilman Hugo Soto-Martinez, who supports keeping eviction protections in place. He says if they do end, the effects will be immediate and catastrophic. Well, I mean, the stake is that it'll lead to the largest increase in homelessness. If you look at the projections, uh, you know, there's an estimated 12,000 more people could be out in the street as of the end of the month. So that's what's at stake right now. Art Aganurian is an advocate for renters at an apartment building in Hollywood. He says tenants there haven't bounced back from the pandemic and still need protections to keep a roof over their heads. I know a lot of people there do not receive enough uh, income, either be from uh, benefits or from working. And it's uh, very, very hard for them to be able to make the, the rental payments if they didn't have the protections or even the programs that exist to help them. So, so this, for them, this is not just a nice thing. This is kind of an essential crucial, thing. Crucial. Crucial. Are they going to get enough money to buy food this week? Are they going to have enough money to pay the rent? But L.A. landlords argue that eviction protections have been in place for nearly three years now. And it's way past time for them to end as public health and economic conditions have improved. During public comment time at an L.A. City Council meeting last week, landlord Eris Stalsbury asked the elected officials to take into account the plight of property owners who've had to struggle to pay their own bills while their tenants were protected. 
I stand before you a native Angelino, but most importantly, I stand in front of you today as a small, a mom and pop property owner. And I'm just asking that we provide more inclusivity when it comes to owners because we have definitely been drastically impacted by what has happened with COVID. And we have not been extended the same comforts that a lot of tenants have had. And I think three years is more than enough to have come up with a sustainable plan. Now, if LA eviction protections do end in two weeks, tenant advocates support implementing other protections for renters. They include requiring landlords to prove a just cause before an eviction, like failure to pay rent or a lease violation. Madi? That was my California Report colleague, Saul Gonzalez, in Los Angeles. And that's the California Report for Tuesday, January 17th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.